New York Talk, episode 143. I'm your host, Elise DeLucci. How are you doing? We had a little summer break for our podcast, three weeks of no recording. I feel totally out of sorts because we haven't talked in the last three weeks. Happy to be back. Fact of the day, dandelion root. Have you ever taken dandelion root? Apparently, it uh, Native Americans used to take it to treat kidney disease and swelling and skin problems and upset stomach. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because the other day I was in Central Park, you're going to die, with Elmo, you know, my little two-pound toy poodle, and there was a woman that was wild foraging dandelion root right in front of my eyes in the middle of Manhattan in Central Park. She was there. She was an Asian woman, and I think she must have been there with her mother or someone, a much older lady. And they were on their hands and knees, and they had sun visors on and gardener's gloves, and they were digging up the wild dandelions and pulling out the roots. And they had great big bags, great big light blue see-through, you know, garbage bags of them, like the kind you use for recycling. And I went over and I asked them, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> At first, I thought maybe they were like a cleaning crew. I had no idea because you don't really see a lot of people doing public gardening in Central Park. You know what I'm saying? Like we make donations to keep the park nice, you know. And they said they were picking the dandelion root to eat it. And I didn't really get into, they, they, I don't know if they spoke f- like fluent English, but that was kind of what I gathered from what they said. But I was so fascinated by it, and um, and I looked it up. I was like, well, I, I think I saw a dandelion root in the health food store before, you know, like in little drops or something. Never knew what it treated or anything, and apparently this is a thing. But by the way, if you ever want to take any of these, these, these homeopathic remedies or whatever, obviously you know you should look it up, and I'm saying that because I remember talking to a friend a million years ago when I was pregnant with Annalise and she's telling me something about lemongrass. Oh, you should do have lemongrass. It's, you know, great. And I remember saying, oh, I have lemongrass and Thai, like Thai soups, whatever, you know, if I go to the restaurant. And uh, I remember looking it up and apparently it was terrible for pregnant women, lemongrass. So I don't know about dandelion root, but that's, that's what I wanted to tell you. Anyway, oh God, I, this summer started and it just has not calmed down for me. I don't know about you. On one hand, I feel like it's a very long summer because this heat is completely unbearable for me. But on the other hand, in terms of plans and time, it just flew by. At the end of the school year, my kids were at a school uh, end of June, which by the way, my girlfriend, Jamie, Jamie Martinelli, she's from Smithtown, Long Island, and she moved down to Nashville, Tennessee because her company's there. And her son, they end school. What is it? They end school, I think, in like early May. And then the kids go back in early August. Isn't that wild? That's so wild to me. Like, can you imagine, like, all your friends, like, from New York or, like, going on vacation or, like, in the pool in August and you're sweltering in a classroom first day of school? Eh. And what's your first day of school shopping? Is it, like, sandals and shorts? Like, that's... I was I always remember going first day of school shopping when I was a kid with my mother to like Kids R Us and it was always like jeans and cardigans and you know 
you know, the white sneaker. It never was summer clothes. It, you know, it's just a totally different thing in other parts of the country. But anyway, or maybe we have the odd ones out here in New York. I don't know. So, anyway, um, the girls, my daughters, they were finished with school at the end of June. And I decided to let them play hooky for the last couple of days. And I took them to Disney World, which, you know, I posted all about. I'm sure you saw on social. I have to tell you something. I was not prepared for what kind of trip that was. And, you know, I should have talked to you about it. I should have brought it up on the podcast. And because I know that a lot of you message me, you know, I should have done that because I did not know that it was going to be a marathon trip. Okay. First of all, I booked the hotel. I stayed at a fabulous hotel. And I'm sure most of you have been, especially if you have kids. But I stayed at the Grand Floridian uh, you know, resort and spa. And the reason why I booked the hotel is because I'm a firm believer in that your vacation, a lot of times is only as nice as the place that you stay in. And, um, you know, of course, you need to have the budget and all that kind of stuff, you do it within reason. But I just had this idea in my mind, uh, going to Disney, that I was going to be, you know, in the park and whatever, in the heat, and I wanted to come back to the hotel room and just, you know, be in a gorgeous environment and maybe one day get a massage, get a facial, you know. Okay, that was absolutely nothing like what my reality was. Okay, first of all, I told Stephanie and Priscilla, I'm going to get a massage while I'm down there. And they were like, a massage in Disney? Like, are you nuts? Save your massage money for New York. Like, what would you, why are you doing that? The trip was really crazy. So Chris was supposed to come to Disney and it was me, him, and the girls. And last minute, literally the day of, thanks, Chris, he had this crazy work crisis and told me, you know, it was the worst, worst work crisis in his career, not not the club, another business that he's involved in, and uh, nothing to do with comedy. And I was like, well, I find that a little hard to believe considering the economic downturn in 2008 and the pandemic. This is the worst work crisis, but you know what? That's okay. I said to him, you know what? Listen, these are my kids. This is a trip that I planned for my daughters. I wanted you to come along with us, tag along, but if you're really dealing with something, Go deal with that. I'm going to take the girls on my own. And I told him that the morning of the trip. Okay, literally the day of. And the girls were disappointed. But you know how kids are. They bounce right back. So what I wasn't prepared for was doing the parks with the kids by myself. And if I would have known, I would have, you know, had one of my sisters come or invited a girlfriend, you know, and her child, whatever, last minute. But uh, this was all crazy. So we get down there, and the great thing about the Grand Floridian, if you haven't been, is, you know, it's right on the monorail. It's one stop from Magic Kingdom, which I needed to have. I went to Disney when I was little, by the way, and I stayed, I remember we stayed at the Contemporary, which was also on the monorail. But again, even though I live in the city and I walk everywhere and da da I didn't want to deal with walking very far to the parks. I didn't want to deal with cabbing it and all that. I wanted to be right on the monorail. So hotel stunning. Apparently they just had renovations. Um, I booked it with my Amex card. So I got a, a small upgrade on the room, which was, you know, for free, which was fabulous. And uh, we did Hollywood Studios and Epcot. I really loved Epcot. I feel like the adults really love Epcot, you know, because uh, it's the around the world stuff. And Magic Kingdom, of course. 
And then we wound up doing another day of Magic Kingdom. And it was it was great. It was so fun. But if you thought, if you haven't been to Disney in years, let me tell you something. What does Elmo have in his mouth right now? Oh, God, this dog, you know. Anyway, if you thought it was like you show up at the park, you get like a roll of tickets, like amusement park tickets, and then you you know, give them to the little man on the ride and that's how you go on the rides. It is not like that at all. First of all, you pre-order these bracelets, these like, uh, you know, Apple Watch-like bracelets, which I had done in advance, but I didn't know what they were used for. And they come in the mail with your name on them. And this watch gets you into everything in the park, right? So everything is done on an app and you badge into the rides with the watch. It's so high tech. It's so smart on Disney's part, besides the fact that they're getting all of your data, probably also all your biometric data, by the way, between your app use with the eyes and the watch with, you know, whatever the watch does, your health data with the watch. Um, It's just genius, right? But it makes it uh, easier because you're using technology, but then harder if you're not accustomed to using this app. So Priscilla and Stephanie came in hardcore. They 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 were the best of friends at this time because I the first day we went to Magic Kingdom, they were like, How many rides did you go on? And I said, Oh, two rides, you know, and it was it was hot. The heat index was 110 degrees. Can you imagine? I first of all I melt in the heat. But you know, so it was unbearable. And I said, two rides. I said it was boiling hot. I, I don't I barely know how to use this freaking app. And you got to book the rides an hour in advance and then show up. I said, it's a whole thing. So they said, we'll book the rides for you. And they did. So for the next few days, I was there for a week, for like the four park days, because, you know, we did Magic twice, Magic Kingdom twice. Uh, They booked all of our rides remote on my app with my username and password from Staten Island. And it was the most generous and kind thing even particularly kind because Priscilla was supposed to be in Florida at Disney herself with her mother and her trip got canceled because of weather. So I can't thank them enough. I actually meant to send them flowers or something like or Harry and David pairs when I got home. I forgot. I still have to do that. But anyway, I wasn't prepared. So we had a great time and I wasn't prepared for how exhausted I was going to be when I got home. I needed a vacation. I needed another vacation. And by the way, Newsflash didn't get the massage or the facial. I mean, (laughs) prices were expensive too in Disney. The girls were telling me, not my girls, my girlfriends, they were saying, oh God, be prepared for the prices of food. And I thought, of course it's going to be expensive. It's Disney. You're trapped there. You don't have options. Um... It was it was it was crazy. I mean, for this, particularly for the character dining, the character dining for me and the two girls, each meal that we did with characters, it was at least two fifty, two hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, the food was nice, but you know, I mean, that's a ton of money. Um, but then the prices in the park, ice cream, and you know, just then regular entrees when you weren't doing this kind of price fixed character dining menu, it was akin to Manhattan pricing. So if you are used to eating out in Manhattan or coming to a city, which we all know is ridiculous, exorbitant, it's the same prices down there. Ice cream, cones, $8, all that. By the way, by the way, speaking of Manhattan dining, I never told you about this place, and I think it's worth knowing. Um, 
a lot of people ask me, you know, just in general, friends, whatever. Oh, they're coming to see a show, or they're going to go to the museum, where should they eat out? There's this, and I never thought to, to tell you girls this, there's this Greek restaurant called Souvlaki GR. There's one on the Lower East Side, but there's one on 56th Street. It's like 56th, between like 6th and 7th or something. I go there like once every couple weeks. Seriously. It's right near one of my girlfriend's uh, comedy clubs. So I go, you know, when I do a spot there, I'll eat at the Greek place before, after, whatever, you know, with Chris or something. Prices are so good for Midtown Manhattan. If you ever are in the area and you want to go to the Museum of Modern Art or something, there's this place, Greek food, Sulaki GR. You got to try it. It's delicious. You'll go if it, if you don't get alcohol, you'll walk away dinner to dinner for two spending, you know, 50, 55 dollars, which we all know is a bargain in Manhattan. Uh it, less if you don't order like the whole menu like I do. And by the way, there's like a Serafina on the, on the corner which you know is like pizza, you know, wood fart brick oven whatever pizzas which Serafina you must be doing so well as a restaurant because they are opening Serafinas all over the city all over the city and good because I'd rather a Serafina open than a friggin smoke shop which is you know a whole thing anyway so got back from Disney had to do a decompress had to do a decompress um you know just an amazing trip so happy i took the kids there helpful tips by the way if you plan on ever going again or with your grandkids or your kids i bought the mickey ears on amazon for 7.99 for two so i didn't have to buy them for 40 dollars each while i was there also when i checked into the hotel i did an instacart order i loaded up my instacart app i got an order from publix you know the supermarket down in florida and I got case of water, seltzer, you know, chips, whatever for the pool. I got baby carrots, nuts. For me and the kids, for our whole trip, it was perfect. So when we were in the parks, you know, if they wanted an ice cream, fine. But I wanted to have like healthy snacks too for them and water. I'm not spending. I'm so even when I'm in Manhattan, I'm not spending five six dollars on a bottle of Poland Spring with the sport top it's ridiculous it makes it makes me sick so you know of course I'm walking around with my little sport sack bag which is the bags that I wear and uh load it up you know start the day just load it up with water and seltzer and snacks I mean I, like a vagabond I don't care though I literally don't care and my girlfriend Karen Dillionardo by the way she I went to high school with her uh I don't think she listens to the podcast she moved out to Colorado but if she does if she is listening hi Karen that's not her, her married name is something different, but that was her maiden name. Anyway, she told me before I went to Disney, she said, uh, Elise, just so you know, you don't have to book lunches. Like, you know, you book the restaurant 60 days in advance. If I don't even want to explain it. It's just a ridiculous thing that they have. To get reservations, you need to book the restaurant 60 days in advance before your trip. And I also booked lunches. And she said to me, don't do that. She said, cancel your lunch reservations, make little sandwiches for the kids and bring them into the park or get a slice of pizza or something when you're in the park. Because why would you go and spend another two, three hundred dollars on a lunch? You know, just do the dinners in the restaurants, which we did. And it was perfect. It was perfect. It's just the heat. I don't know if I'll be going back 
to Disney ever again in the summer. Thank you. No body of water. The only thing was the pool. Oh, and by the way, the first day, Annalise had heat stroke, which we had, so that's why we only had those two rides at Magic Kingdom, besides the fact that I couldn't use the Fugazi app anyway. I made the most delicious thing for dinner the other night. It's a recipe I got from the New York Times. It came in the, I get the paper, the real paper on the weekend. I love it. I'm a weekend paper subscriber. And uh, they had this recipe and I cut it out. And I talked about lemon spaghetti in the past, but this was lemon spaghetti with roasted artichokes. And I made it, I didn't actually make it. I thought, you know, you know how we are when we get a recipe, we read the recipe, we'll save it. And then when it actually comes time to cook it, a lot of times you were like, oh, I'll put my own twist on it. <laughs> or you're like, oh, I love lemon. I'm going to add another lemon. Well, I didn't. I did that. And I shouldn't have because I, I over lemoned the lemon spaghetti. And then I used um, the the marinated artichokes. And it said don't use. It didn't say don't use them. But you sh it said use frozen artichokes or artichokes, artichoke hearts in water. Anyway, so this is the recipe, right? I literally have it in front of me so I don't have to give you um, I don't have to tell you the fuckox away that I made it it's uh, so a pound of frozen artichokes fr you know like in the can or or from the, the freezer section of the supermarket five tablespoons of olive oil the pound of spaghetti six ounces of parmesan like aka a handful one large lemon just one zested and then squeezed juice squeezed out one tablespoon of butter, butter and then, uh, you know, a box of spaghetti, did I say that? And then some torn basil leaves. And all you do, all you do, it's so easy, boil the macaroni in the salted pot of water. And while that spaghetti is boiling, juice the lemon, zest the lemon, throw it in a bowl, put the, the, the little tablespoon of butter in a bowl. Um, same thing with the basil leaves, throw it all in the bowl. And same thing, that five tablespoons of olive oil. Throw it all in the bowl. And when the the spaghetti is done, reserve, I kept maybe like I think a quarter of a cup of the, the water. Reserve that on the side, right? And you toss all of the, the bold ingredients into the cooked spaghetti. You know, obviously once you drain it. So you're getting this lemon, buttery, cheesy, sauce you know with that spaghetti water and it's delicious oh and I forgot to tell you roast the artichokes while you're cooking the spaghetti for 20 minutes in the oven 375 with some obviously olive oil and salt and pepper and when they're done dump it into the cooked you know macaroni it was so good even though I made it a little messed up because I did two lemons with using two lemons it was way too tangy way too pungent and I kind of eh I, you really only need one, which was what the recipe called for. And then because I didn't have artichokes in the can and water, the hearts and water, or in the freezer. Well, to be honest, I probably had them in the freezer. I just, my freezer's overloaded. I didn't probably want to dig to the back of Narnia of my freezer. But um, I used the marinated and I drained them and rinsed them. But when you use the marinated artichokes in the dish, it 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 gave it like a really acidic taste and it it, it kind of threw the dish off i still ate it because i still thought it was delicious you know um 
So next time I'll use in water and, and actually roast them and whatever. But still delish. Chris ate it. The girls found it a little bit pungent, but I am going to remake it the right way. And I thought, what a nice summer dish to if you're entertaining and you're not, you don't want to barbecue or something. Not that I have a barbecue, but you know. Mm. So I took the girls to the Plaza Hotel. The Plaza. Um, Annie's birthday said, let's go to the hotel, jump on the beds, have a great time, order ice cream. You want to hear something crazy? So I didn't know this was a thing, but the Plaza Hotel, you can order a Home Alone ice cream sundae, which is so cute, right? On the regular room service menu, they have the Home Alone ice cream sundae. It is 16 scoops of ice cream, chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, 16 scoops, plus M&Ms and chocolate syrup and sprinkles and whipped cream and a couple of cherries. Guess how much that is? Just take a wild guess. 16 scoops of ice cream. No cones. Just, you know, in a bowl. Comes on the beautiful room service, you know, thing. <sighs> Brace yourself. $300. $300 for ice cream. <laughs> Can you die? I did not get that. They had a kid's version, which was three scoops of ice cream with all the same toppings that still came for room service. And it was $20. $300. You know, this is when people just have too much money and they just don't care how they spend their money. And that to me is just so wild. But we had an amazing time. It was so fun. And my daughter, so adorable. I said, uh, you know, oh, we, we had we had such a great time in Disney and we had so, we're having so much fun and at the plaza. I said, where do you want to go next? And my oldest daughter, Annalise, you know, the British one, she says, well, I always wanted to have cheese and baguette in Paris. So I said, okay, let's do it. So I'm going to Paris with them, taking them to Paris. Later on, in a few months' time, uh, again, just me and the girls, and we're going to do it up. You want to know what? I am not going to regret these trips and these luxuries when I am older and I am looking at the pictures. One of my friends said, you're going to take your daughters to Paris. What are you, nuts? Why? J just because she wants to have cheese and some bread in Paris? I said, yeah. And you know what? I'm a mom with girls. I'm a single mom. It's like, give me a break. Come on. If you, What is your money for if you're not going to spend it on your kids on an experience? Now, if my daughter turns around and she said she wanted me to buy her, you know, $40 of Roblox money so she could build her Paris house and Roblox on her iPad, well, obviously, I'd say no to that. But this is going to be fab. And I don't even care if Chris comes, to be honest. Listen, Chris is a great guy. I love him. We've been together for a long time. But when he has never been married and he does not have kids, and he is devoted to his work, and that's fabulous. And I need to be with somebody that's busy with work and has their things because I have my own things. I got the kids. I got my stand-up. I got my job. All this stuff. But I want that girly girl time with my kids. Someone asked me recently if I want to, um, if I wanted to try to meet a man with children or somebody that was more available, you know, and come to Disney and not as opposed to like stay home for a war crisis. I said to them, "What are you nuts? I don't. You think I want to guy up my ass all the time? Why would I want that?" 
did I tell you, yes, when I first became single, I did the apps. Ugh, what a nightmare that was. But you have no options to meet people. Well, you got to actually know where to go to the happy hour spots after work. Um, I should probably talk about that on an episode. But anyway, I did that. Do you know one guy said to me, oh, I think you have too much of a full life. You're probably not going to have any time with me. I said, oh, God, red flag, red flag. You needy. I want nothing to do with you. Come, come on. Really? Please. What, you're going to waste time with a guy, the, your great years, your precious years with your daughter, you're going to waste time with somebody that it might not, it may, may work, may not. Come, give me a break. Anyway, so yes, we're doing Paris. That's going to be fabulous. What else is going on? Oh my God, I still have that stalker. I, ugh. you know, I told you a few weeks ago, I have, there's this comedian who's a female and she's stalking me. And when I say stalking, she contacts everything, every every per, every club I'm in, every person I seem to be working with. She contacts them. They all call me, or they call Chris, and they tell him, you know, because Chris has been in the business for 35 years, and it's kind of sad on her part because Chris was, if I if you don't know, Chris was Sebastian's manager for 10 almost 10 years, Sebastian Maniscalco who is the most successful Italian-American comedian of all time. Uh, he's so, so hilarious. He's such an amazing guy. I love him. Um, whatever. And he makes so much money. And Chris was such an instrumental part in building this guy's career. And Chris knows everybody. And um, and Chris also had discovered Amy Schumer and blah, blah, a few others. So anyway, <sighs> Why is this person doing this to me? Especially when they know that I have this guy, you know, in my corner. Like, they they all, he finds out about it, and it's so frustrating. But you know what? All I could say is that I'm flattered, I guess. That's the best that I could say. I'm flattered that somebody wants to copy my social media posts and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh And call all these people. I mean, I had a publicist a couple of years ago for something and this girl found out this publicist I was working with because they, they I guess they posted something on their Instagram she called the publicist and uh, the partner and said like oh if you're working with Elise Lucci like you should be working with me and it's just it's like go away go what like it, she's breathing down my neck I can't take it I, I I really I just never liked anything like that you know it's it's too much it's single white female it has to stop I it's making me crazy, and it's making me want to not talk about certain things, you know, um, that I have going on. And I have some really awesome things going on, by the way. But I have no, I don't have a contract signed yet, so I can't, I actually can't legally talk about them. But that's um, just an FYI for things to, we'll chat about in the future. So I'm a part of this mom group, right? So nice. Like, you know, just so nice. Like, for for, for new moms. And that's where I got my uh, nanny years ago, blah, blah. And someone posted uh, a question. And I thought it was such a good question to share with you guys because sometimes we want to be closer to our own moms than we are, particularly me. And so here was the question. It says, is your mom your best friend? I get jealous when my friends talk about their mom in that way. I love my mom, but she was always convinced that she knew what was best for me and my father and my sister. 
Anyway, when my daughter is an adult, I'd love to think of her. I'd love her to think of me as her best friend. What did you what did your mom do to make that actually happen? So, I mean, you know, I read that question a couple times when she first posted it. What for the people that have moms that are their best friends, what did the mom do that actually um instilled that? And a lot of people that relationship and a lot of the answers of the question were their mom uh you know guided them but didn't tell them what to do a lot of times the mom showed them through example the mom was available to them listened to all of their problems and didn't you know poo poo it and it was such or judge it and it was such good advice for me as a mom of my dolls who are now nine and seven but one random girl wrote this answer and it resonated with me not because my mom has this mental disorder that this woman is saying that I'm about to tell you but she wrote this one random answer my mother has paranoia schizophrenia and sabotaged me my whole life with at least the things she did her mental illness has impacted my life neg- negatively and I didn't realize it until I went to therapy myself I want to share this to say I wish I had a mother-daughter friendship I hear all these women talk about I must keep my mom at arm's distance with boundaries for my own health and my own life and I've developed other wonderful relationships with women in my life. Sometimes we don't get to experience what others have and it's no fault to our own even if we try, but life brings others us other people and relationships into our life. And I thought that that was such a nice answer to this question because I um you know, I always wanted to be cl- I was very close with my mom when I was young. We, I used to tell her everything, you know, when I was in high school, whatever, I used to tell her everything, and boys I liked that, and she, you know, she listened, but, you know, she probably also tuned me out a lot of times, because I had two other sisters, whatever, but uh, after my parents got divorced, and I was just about to turn 18, my mom just got so preoccupied with meeting somebody else, and just, like, obsessed with, with, with dating, and just and and my sisters and I, our needs just fell by the wayside. I think maybe she she she'll probably think that she was, you know, uh, doing the best that she can, and maybe she was. But she was laser focused on meeting somebody different than I am, as you just heard me say. I like having a boyfriend, but I also appreciate being uh, by myself with my kids a lot. Like I I couldn't deal with a man that made me feel claustrophobic what needed to be near me and all that kind of stuff so anyway I always wanted to be close to my mom and I and I'm not and now that I'm older particularly when I was going through childbirth and I mean you know when I started stands up like she wasn't there in ways or supportive in ways that I was wish that she was and now fast forward you know all my girlfriends that I talk to you guys about regularly they're all so close with their mom like Priscilla was supposed to be in in Disney with her mother and Priscilla actually goes to the plaza for her daughter's birthday every year. It's something she does. And her mother's always there. And it's so nice, you know. And I wish I had that. But my mom is just so focused on her own stuff and her own things. And she doesn't really come to my house in the city and, you know, ever. And, you know, we're just not close. And in turn, I had to go find those relationships with other women. So, I wanted to share that just because sometimes I think things on social media or you hear other people have things and it could bring us down, make us just feel so bad about certain situations. And if people were a lot more honest and truthful, you know, we wouldn't probably feel so shitty. Anyway, 
Um, I found this uh, concealer that I need to tell you about. So I've been using Makeup Forever concealer, just you know, right under my eyes. I also put it on my eyelids. And a friend of mine has told, was telling me about this concealer that she uses. It's like a color corrector, and she uses it on her whole face as opposed to a foundation. And by the way, I use uh, Makeup Forever concealer, and I also used to use Makeup Forever foundation. Then I changed to I switched back and forth from Makeup Forever concealer to Bare Minerals. Now I've been doing Bare Minerals. So she said to me, "Well, if you don't want to use Bare Minerals, you can use this color corrector or." You can use the color corrector, and then you can put some dust lightly bare minerals on top. So that's what I've been doing, and I love it. It's by It Cosmetics. It Cosmetics, it's called CC Color Corrector Cream, SPF 50. It's so lightweight. It literally gives you full coverage. It's I think it's like $30, $40. Not a cheap product, but to me, well worth it. I have uh, rosacea. You know, I'm allergic to sweat and exercise. My skin's always red. But I, I have rosacea. Uh, my, I, uh, my cheeks always get so red everywhere in the heat. If I'm uh, doing anything, any kind of like physical labor, I know it sounds ridiculous. Uh, I mean, during sex, I probably look like a horror shop. But it is what it is. I've been taking some medication for the rosacea, doxycycline, thank God. But the um, if you can see, I mean, I'm taping this right now. And the, the volumes, like, well, Fugazi on my YouTube. I don't know why. But it's, my skin is so much more even. And it really is because of the medication. But this It Cosmetics Color Corrector totally balances out the redness. I love this product. That's my product of the week. I think it's so fabulous. Anyway, in other news, um, like outside of my living room I it, it, I love taping in my living room I feel like it's intimate and it's perfect but it's it's I need I need everything to be spot on sound you know visual blah blah so doing that that's coming soon I have been doing a little bit of a home makeover I will share that with you on the next episode a little glow up you know, my birthday's coming soon in September. I, 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 I had my living room done seven years ago when I bought my apartment. It's, it was beautiful. It still is beautiful. But I, I just wanted to change the colors. But I'll share that next time. Anyway, I am so happy we're chatting. I miss talking to you. I love you. I was at Stress Factory this past weekend with Vic. It's like my second to last show with him, last weekend with him. It was great. We did four shows, sold out. Fabulous. I'm going to be doing some solo dates coming up, but you will hear about that from me when it comes. Uh, I'll be talking about it on this and then also on social media, of course. And quote of the day by the one and only, I love her, Joan Rivers. She says, my husband wanted to be cremated, so I told him I'd scatter his ashes at Neiman Marcus. That way I'd visit him every day. Love her. I'm Elise DeLucci. This is New York Talk, episode 143. Love to love you, baby.